Welcome to Faith FM, the breakfast show. Happy morning to you. This is 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You are here with Mon and with Ken Kingston, who is filling in for Lyle. Good morning, Kent, and yes, welcome. Special ghost, uh, special guest co-host. Indeed. How, yes. how do you feel about that? Um, it's good being special. <laughs> it's good being um, special. It's, it's, good, it's good being a guest. Um, I, I'm sorry for the people out there who are huge fans of Lyle Southwell and say, I'm going to listen to Lyle. And they just like switch on the Genie, radio. Yeah, it's you. And, or, oh, no. <laughs> They're, are they listening to the? They're not listening to the radio, are they? This is they delayed are, broadcast. They How does that work? Listening to the radio, but okay. yes, these. If you're listening to this right now, you are indeed getting the delayed broadcast, okay. which means we recorded this yesterday on Tuesday, and you're listening to it on Monday, uh, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, so time travel radio. Mm, time travel radio. But do you know what? It's actually super easy for our delayed listeners to switch over to live listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, all they need to do is go we, to. We prefer live listeners rather than dead. Oh, listeners. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, terrible pun. That joke. Um, <laughs> all you need to do is jump over to faithfm.com.au and you can just press play on the live stream. Oh. Or they can actually download an app. It's called TuneIn. TuneIn. I've got that. TuneIn radio. App. I've got it on my It's a free app. It's a free app. Yep. And um, all you need to do is search for Faith FM Australia. Yeah. And there are a few can, Faith FMs yeah, out there. Yeah, there are a few like, what, overseas in America and stuff. But Faith FM Australia will get you straight to us and just press play once again. And you can actually listen that anywhere on the planet um, you know, with internet access yeah whatever device you have your iPad your smartphone mm-hmm. tablet whatever it is um, and you can you know, plug that into your stereos into your Bluetooth through your oh, car yeah. stereo and you can listen to us all over the planet your boombox um, yeah which your, is your, great your ghetto blast yeah, yeah. <laughs> stick it on your shoulder and walk down the street with yeah, uh, Ken nice. and Mon <laughs> 80s flashback and do you know what being on the live show is actually a lot better because you can take part Yes, you can call in, you can Facebook in, um, you can t- send text messages in. Yeah. Yep. You can, if you're uh, in Australia. Yeah, you can answer the quiz and uh, win the prize. Oh, that's right. You can get the free giveaway at the end of the show. It's a free giveaway that's every right. day. But if you're listening um, on a delayed broadcast, you will be very educated and um, and uplifted. Mm. Um but sadly, none of those live options yeah. apply to you. You can even um, you can even call in and ask the question of the day. I mean, you can ask the question anytime you like. Um, we'll answer it when we get it. We, we will, but there won't be a prize involved yeah. unless you listen live. <laughs> yeah. I, I get the feeling you're really pushing for people to listen live. Yeah, eventually, Monica. eventually we'll we'll be just live. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that would be great if we could just get everyone over to live. Mm-hmm. That'd be wonderful. Excellent. Mm. And um, Kent, yes, I just Monica. want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. What are you grateful for today? <sighs> I thank God for this day, for the sun in the sky. No, I'm um, sorry. Ken's <laughs> Ve- veg- always breaking into song. VeggieTales reference for those of you who are playing at home. Um, I'm really grateful for the last couple of days I had down in Melbourne, oh. town of my birth. Uh, oh, yes. you're a Melbourneian. I am, yes. This I did not know. Uh, yes, I know. You, are you going to keep speaking to me? Yes. Yeah. So, I like Melbourne. I love yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, it's, it's cool. So my sister lives down there with her family, so I hung out with them for a day, and then I went out to Warburton in the in the hills, which is beautiful oh, and Wobby. misty and drizzly and really green and pretty, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, visited the Science Publishing uh, Company oh, yes. printing press out there, which mm-hmm. prints the magazine I'm involved Which we're going to discuss Science later the in the Times. show today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, um, I used to live out that way, did you know? That was my mm-hmm. neck of the woods up oh. until maybe about two months ago. I didn't know that. I didn't 
yeah. didn't know that. I lived, uh, I lived in a place called Narbathong for two and a half years, which Ooh. is just down the road from Warby. So okay. And, and, and what are you grateful for? Am I allowed to ask you that? Oh, absolutely. Do you know what? I am absolutely so grateful that I am wearing a pair of pants today. Oh, you really – you did this in the live version as well and made it sound like you, you're walking around no. like half naked. Okay, so I, my favourite season is summer, mm-hmm. but i got to tell you, I am getting pretty sick of this endless summer. I just like – you like a bit of chill. Yeah, you like I, I want to wear my scarves. Huh? I love scarves and mm-hmm. you know, nice duffel coat, that kind of thing. So when you say pants, you mean in place of a skirt? In place of the fact that or, I'm or having, shorts, I've been sweating it out wearing skirts like for the last couple of months when I mm-hmm. feel like I should be wearing, you know, because I love jeans and I just haven't had to wear them because it's just too hot. Oh, it's too so, hot for that. So, so you're happy to, to have the, the long trousers on? Huh? Yes. What, what, what are ladies called? Slacks. Slacks. No, that's kind <laughs> of what old ladies wear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not quite that old yet. <laughs> anyway. there's anything wrong with being an old lady <laughs> old we love you we love you mature female listeners you, yes the the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world and you guys are awesome and uh, we have a great show coming up for you stay tuned right after this song we'll get it cracker lacking this is all sons and daughters we are waiting a happy tuesday morning to you sing along
Welcome back and a happy Tuesday morning to you. This is Faith FM's Breakfast Show with Mon and Ken Kingston this morning, standing in for Lyle. Mm-hmm. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday to you. <laughs> Shh, I don't think we have the copyright for that song. Oh, oh sorry. Yes. <laughs> it's, an, it's an adaptation. And uh, I think also if you do irony and satire, like you're covered. Oh, copyright. okay, cool. All right. We'll sing away then. That's what that was. But um, for the sake of our listeners, maybe stop. No. <laughs> no, I'm hey, live in the studio. This is exclusive. Well, let me hit you with the quiz and maybe you can sing about that. Oh. You ready? Okay. So, this is our quiz for the day. This is a Who Am I quiz. I'm looking quizzical here. He, he is looking very quizzical. He has a one eye. Oh, you can raise one eyebrow. So mm, can I. But only on one side. Yeah. Can't, can't do the <laughs> can't other way. switch. No. Okay. Our first clue. After living in Moab for about 10 years. Did you say Moab? Moab. M-O-A-B. Okay. M-O-A-B. For about 10 years, I returned to Bethlehem. Just as the barley harvest was beginning. Mm. If you think you know who this person is, you can give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text me 0491-064-669. Even jump on our Facebook, Faith FM Australia. And if you get it right, we will send you the prize, which today is a Melissa Otto CD. So it's clearly something to do with Indonesia because barley was mentioned there. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> the barley. Don't ha- let Ken throw you off the set. It's got nothing to do with Indonesia. This is a Bible character. Uh, oh, so we're looking for a Bible character. Mm-hmm. Someone who came back from Moab to Bethlehem uh, yep. after a famine or after or after a lot of after years. After a 10 year, 10 year gap and the mm. barley harvest was just beginning. The barley harvest. Mm, the barley harvest. Mm. But tell us about the news. Is there any barley harvest happening in the news? Um, well, look, we heard the news bulletin earlier, and mm-hmm. there, there were, uh, yeah, a couple of interesting stories there that that I noticed. Um, the the lead story was, you know, about those um, gas attacks in Syria, mm-hmm. and that has provoked, uh, you know, a lot of concern and angst out there. And coming on the um, on the heels of the the uh, other like poison attack mm-hmm. on on those you know suspected russian spies probably by russia it appears um you know russia and syria are starting to look like the the chemical brothers now yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's a bit of a worry and it seems that once again um we are looking down the barrel of world war three um and that's a that's a little bit scary cause, i mean if you th- if you think about it, we've mm. got um, so obviously there's there's a war in Syria. It's been you know going for several years. It's terrible. It's um, the UN has described the you know the refugee crisis coming out of that as the you know the world's largest humanitarian crisis you know since the Second World War at least mm-hmm. if if not ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so h- horrific situation. So that war is going on there. The Syrian government versus the rebels. Then. But each of those sides then had their allies. So the the Syrian government has Russia backing it up, which is a nuclear power. Um, They also appear to have um, Iran backing them up, Um, you know, the world's main sort of Shia nation and also a nuclear power, probably. Um, Then in Lebanon, you've got the sort of semi-terrorist group Hezbollah also backing them up. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, you've got um, obviously the Sunni rebels. They have the USA and um, a lot of, I guess, you know, the sort of coalition of the willing sort of countries, probably including Australia, backing them up to a certain point. 
um, and then Saudi Arabia also blocking them up, uh, backing them up, and also Israel possibly backing them up as well, um, which is a nuclear power. So you've got some pretty heavy hitters sort of lining up on each side of this, and I don't know. It, look, I, th- I I don't want to be alarmist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Bible, uh, Jesus warned us, you know, about the what would be one of the signs of the last days coming, wars the and rumors, rumors of wars. wars. And right now it's a rumor of war. Um, but it's sort of scary when you think that many um, sort of trigger-happy, nuclear-powered um, nations all sort of facing off against one another. It's, yeah, it's it's something worth taking a look at. And, um, of course, there are Christians living in the Middle East there and they tend to sympathise, interestingly enough, with the Syrian government because they've been sort of kinder to minorities. Um, but then you have, obviously, Western countries tend to yeah, support the other side. So how do Christians in Western countries feel yeah. about this? It's it, Yeah, it's, sort of, it's a real hard one. Well, I mean, to some extent, I feel like we've been in this situation almost perpetually for years. I feel like we're mm. constantly staring down the barrel of World War Three, whether or not it's, you know, this country versus that country or that conglomerate mm. versus that conglomerate. I feel like we're always just sitting on this precipice. Mm. Mm. And it's, it's almost like you got used to it, you know? Yeah. The yep. frog in the hot water and like, you know, used well, to this Well, now. that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the, you know, after the Second World War and everything, everyone freaked out, far out. We, you know, we've got nuclear mm-hmm. weapons. We could, we could destroy this whole planet and we could and we still could. But you're right. We've sort of got a bit blasé about mm-hmm. it. Um, and I guess there's, not a lot most of us can do uh, apart from you know decide carefully how we vote um you know make representations to our elected officials and and things like that Mm. Um, i think in particular mm. our millennials like a coming generation are just used to this 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 way of living i mean thinking about when they were born you know and you know 9 11 just taking place and i feel like we've been just like i said before perpetually in this sort of phase Mm -hmm. to them it's like well this is normal yeah this is normal yeah yeah so look uh, i guess you know as i said you know apart from you know voting and speaking to our politicians and you know being involved in you know whatever sort of peace movement or, or whatever refugee assistance um, organisation that we can, um, you know, we can also, I guess, keep reading our Bibles when it comes mm. to looking at, you know, what's happening in, in the last days and keep praying, you know, for, for those people involved and for our leaders too, yeah, the, the world leaders that, you know, cool heads will prevail and that, you know, a commitment to peacemaking will, um, yeah, I feel will, like will the prevail. Only... only the only way, the only place you can get true hope and true peace is from the Bible and from Jesus Christ. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the Bible does tell us how the story is going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess right now we're, it's, we're not quite sure exactly which path it's going to take to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that tough times are coming. Um, you know, maybe this is a part of it. Maybe it's not. Um, mm. So it's good to, you know, keep our eyes and ears open and our, our minds open and, and our Bibles open yeah, as absolutely. well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I had a. I've got time for another. Yeah, absolutely. News story. Okay, um, it, and again, it relates to something that was in the news bulletin earlier. That was um, talking about the debate about uh, should we decriminalise or, or legalise cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you keep reading Signs of the Times magazine, signsofthetimes.org.au. Um, <laughs> Plug away. In, yeah. In, uh, in our June issue, we actually have an article from a, a, a pro and anti person oh. on, on that debate. You know, should, Ooh, that's very interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, but speaking of drugs and stuff, I'm looking here, Monica, and, <laughs> and you have you literally have pills, powders, and potions li- lined up, lined up in front of you. Um, 
and and this sort of reminds me of something I, I, I was reading on the, the ABC News website last night about this new sort of epidemic we're having of steroid use and you know, oh. similar drugs to steroids. Okay. People are cooking them up in their backyards. They're um, like wow. all ordering in the um, ingredients from mm-hmm. China and, you know, sort of mixing up and reselling it. And obviously, you know, these are drugs that, that can, you know, liver damage, mm-hmm. um, you know, like issues with your sexual health, mm-hmm. um, you know, roid rage and all, all, all this sort of stuff. Um, so, it's yeah, it is a real concern. And then there's, there's the opioid crisis as well. So we're not really talking about, you know, the sort of drugs we're used to, like cannabis and that sort of stuff. There is sort of a new wave of concern mm-hmm. about a whole new wave of drugs, some of them like completely legal, such as opioids, you know, th- those hefty painkillers, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, oxycodines and um, endones, that that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, this has become a real issue where, you know, people are, are doctor shopping, um, taking more than they're really prescribed. Some doctors are over-prescribing and people are getting addicted to these things. They're really hard to, to get off. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I should say, dear listener, before you do, do get too worried. <laughs> yeah, uh, stuck uh, me in the hot water there yeah. for a second. T- t- tell us about your pills and potions okay, so and th- powders. Okay, this is part P- of my... Please explain, yeah, as Pauline okay. Hanson famously yeah. <laughs> asked. So this is part of my 30-day juice fast, and I do have five little containers in front of me. One is Did you say 30? Three zero. Yeah, 30 days. I'm on day nine. Wow. So in front of me, my potion is a green juice this morning. Mm-hmm. And then I have little containers. One has some chia seeds in it. One has some um, seaweed flakes, nori and dulce. Mm-hmm. One has a greens, organic greens powder, like, you know, wheatgrass and barley and that kind of thing. One has salt for when I have like a like a, like a, a vegetable juice, you know, to make it a bit more palatable. Mm-hmm. Then I have some vitamins, like, you know, zinc, B, B, B uh, supplements. The, these stuff. are the pills. Yeah. And then I have a, a little packet of um, Aki purple berry freeze-dried powder. I thought so, that was pronounced Asai. Well, it, you know what? It absolutely is. I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I add them to my juice, you know, just, you know, help me. Uh, okay. All right. But yeah, I'm not a drug taker, I promise. And uh, if you are, we are praying for you. We're going to have a song break. This is Gregor Pile. Local man.
Welcome back to Faith FM. And guess what, Kent? What, Monica? We have a caller who thinks they might have the answer to the quiz. Good morning, Zainab. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm very well now, Zainab. I'm going to give you the clue one more time and you're going to tell me the answer. So after living in Moab for about 10 years, I returned to Bethlehem just as the barley harvest was beginning. Who is the answer? Naomi. Yes! Oh, yes. That's amazing. I can't believe you got it right on the first first clue. On the first clue. I'm so impressed, Zainab. Congratulations. We're going to send you uh, Melissa Otto album CD. I wish wish Lyle was here because Lyle would just be so over the moon. I'm sure that this, I'm sure you would have gotten it before he would have. Well, there you go. They're very smart in Adelaide, let me tell you. I lived in Adelaide for for a lot of years. um, So, yeah. Go, go Adelaide. We, we, we call it Radelaide. That's don't, right, Don't Radelaide. we zone up. Radelaide. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. You have a lovely right. day. Stay on the line there. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Well, that concludes our quiz for the day. I guess we can just put that really? away. Is, you, you, you don't do another Should one Should we now? do another one? We could do another one. We could one. do another one. Just okay. To, how just about this one? spin it out for the, for the rest of the... Oh, but do you have another prize to oh, give? I have a whole... Box of prizes, kids. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm practically Mrs. Santa Claus. We, wow. We, we have some serious <laughs> mega funding here. Thanks, thanks Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about this one? This one's a little bit harder. This is a what city am I? Oh, okay. So, city in the Bible. Mm-hmm, the city in the Bible. It's probably not Jerusalem if it's hard. Don't give it away. No, oh. it's, don't worry. It's not the answer. You, can you imagine if it was Jerusalem? I would have been like, good one, oh, No, you have to find another one. <laughs> okay, so this is the first clue. This is where the angel of the Lord killed Herod Agrippa. Mm, where did Herod Agrippa get killed by an angel of the Lord? If you think you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Mm. Maybe you can do as good as Zainab did and call us on the first clue. Man, that lady, I'm so impressed. She's yeah. made my she day. She is sharp. Kent. Yes, Monica. I've got some good news for you. Uh-huh. I got good news all around. Excellent. Did you know that if you flew Hawaiian Airlines... Mm. Not that we're promoting them in particular, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. We're not endorsing them and we're not sponsored by them either. Neither are we saying they're bad. Yeah, that's right. We're just, you know, in the middle of something. Neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, go on. Hawaiian Airlines, Mm. bless their hearts, are now going to be giving out free non-toxic sunscreen. Guess why? um, Because people kept dying from the toxic sunscreen? Not the people, the coral reefs in Hawaii. Wow. Uh-huh. So they're now going to be giving out free non-toxic sunscreen to all their passengers that are flying um, to any of the Hawaiian islands. Right. And this is an initiative in light of recent research, which actually discovered <laughs> two ingredients which are common in all sunscreens, oxybenzone and oxynoxate, can actually have dam- damaging effects on coral reefs. Mm. Do you know what else has... Damaging effects on coral reefs. What? Um, ocean temperatures rising. Yes. Which is caused by carbon in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. which jet engines, <laughs> jet engines from Hawaiian Airlines have a lot to do with. I'm sorry. So we should swim to Hawaii? I, I, I think it's a, <laughs> it's a little bit of a, a cynical move when, you, when you're in one of the world's most polluting industries when it comes to carbon 
you know, your, your carbon footprint and you go, but we're giving non-toxic sunscreen because we care about the reef. The transportation oh, industry is still a long way behind um, animal farming, though. That, that is, is by true. far the largest. The if they served vegan vegetarian meals on board Hawaiian Airlines, yeah. that'd be going a lot Ex- further. Actually, I think agriculture and transport are pretty close. Yeah, I agree that yeah, people do say often agriculture has, has the... Um, as oh, the edge. Massive. And if we were to switch from eating quite so much meat to eating more plant-based foods, we could cut those, you know, those greenhouse um, mm-hmm. emissions mm-hmm. like, yeah, so easily. Well, do you know what? You can convince me to not eat a steak, but you can't convince me to not go to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, <So>. okay. <laughs> but, uh, the, but the vice president of... Um, of uh, Hawaiian Airlines, mm-hmm. he said, you know, Hawaii is a very special place and they believe... Love in, to go there. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, you know, in taking care and taking responsibility of their home. And uh, and so they're encouraging their guests to, re- to join in in reducing uh, human impact on the delicate coral ecosystems. Because a lot of people That's go right. there for, you know, for the diving, for the surfing, for the snorkeling. Um, and they want to raise awareness as, as well because apparently, and I didn't know this, mm-hmm. but Hawaii's coral reefs are in a critical state right now. Wow. As, no. as is our Great Barrier Reef in, yeah, on Australia's I feel east coast. Most reefs are in a critical state right now. So doing everything and anything that you can will most certainly help. So if you do switch to a eco non toxic uh, sunscreen, we will definitely not. Um, it's a tiny step in the right it, direction. Yeah, it's a tiny step in the right direction. Every step is a, in the right direction is a is a good step, but um, even more so would be like you know just. Trying out Meatless Monday and then maybe moving to Meatless Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday too. Yeah, yep. and and if airlines figured out how to turn acai berries in, <laughs> into um, <laughs> nice like green, they just need green, a f- green jet fuel uh-huh. that that would go also go a long way. They could fuel their airplanes on my vegetable juices. Mm, that's yeah, right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so on the airline, actually, when you're uh, being given this free sunscreen, they also have an educational documentary called Reefs at Risk, which broadens, you know, the problem. <laughs> and other things they can do to help that. Yep. So, yep. Because tourism is actually a massive um, pollutant mm. uh, from basically all aspects. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have some other good news. Y- yes. This is, uh, this is actually just a sweet story. Okay. And uh, I'm going to share so it I'll, with I'll, you. I'll, I'll try not to tear this one down with, <laughs> with my cynicism. <laughs> you are quite the cynic though. But you know what? We need cynics. We need realists and we need idealists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, I think, one of each here today. Oh, <laughs> a- amen, sister. <laughs> this is actually just a sweet story about uh, a lady called Isha Champs. Um, she's a single mother of five and... Well, wow, she's wanna, a champ straight away, I She's reckon. a champ straight away. And I just want to share her story because it is, you know, sometimes we need to share our stories just to to enlift us, you know, help lift us up and mm-hmm. um, encourage us on our way. So I want to tell you a little bit about the devastating uh, losses that she uh, overcame and she ended up fulfilling her childhood dream, which she'd actually forgotten about, mm-hmm. of graduating, would you believe, from law school. Wow. Yeah. So she wanted to be a lawyer since she was seven years old, but she had a really rocky upbringing um, as a teenager, which really stacked the odds against her. Mm-hmm. Um, so her And mother, then having five kids would also stack yeah. the odds against you a bit. Yeah. So she didn't have any stable guidance. Her mother was addicted to drugs. Her dad passed away um, mm. and she ended up homeless. 
and uh, she was living with friends or whoever would take her in. And then she, um, you know, started. She got pregnant with the first of her five children, and things just sort of went from there. Mm-hmm. Um, she did eventually find stability, but only because she dropped out of high school and got a job at a call center. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then by the time she was twenty four, um, she was pregnant with her fourth child. Wow. Yep. And then she endured another set of devastating tragedies. Um, so not only has is her mother, you know, um, a drug addict, and her father passed away, but Oh, excuse me. Her house then burned down. Oh no! She lost her job. Her mother died of her stroke of a stroke, and the father of her children, um, her partner, passed away from cancer. Wow! Um, so it's just a devastating, um, you know, set of yeah. events. What a, and, yeah, yeah. And so the devastation actually became too much for her, and she actually tried to take her own life. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, just so sad. Uh, understandable. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. Um, but shortly after her suicide attempt, however, she received a miraculous phone call from the pastor of her church, mm-hmm. and the pastor said that God had told him to tell her that she needs to go back to school. She need to graduate. And that she would become a lawyer, mm-hmm. and um, and she was absolutely astounded because you know she thought it was a bit crazy because she was she says she thought she was too old. She had already three kids. She was pregnant with the fourth, and the other thing was that she had never spoken to anyone, especially not her pastor, about her childhood dream of becoming a lawyer. Wow! So the, the pastor didn't even know. Um, he just had you know pass on this message, and so you know she had a bit of an initial apprehension. Mm, I gotta say, I really hope God also told the pastor that he needed to help her out. Yeah, help her pay for that. Um, but yeah, she but she enrolled in school. Um, she graduated and she started taking classes um, at the University of Houston. This story is coming out of Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, after hard years of work, she's now thirty three years old. She has five kids. She's graduated magna cum laude from Texas, uh, the university there in Texas, wow. um, from uh, with a degree in law. Mm. And uh, she has a wonderful picture, which we'll put up on our Facebook. I'll show it to you there, Kim. Isn't that great? So she has oh, wow, with her is. law degree, and then she has her five kids standing behind her, and they're all hand- help- holding signs saying that I helped because she calls them her mini lawyers. Um, <laughs> you know, and they all helped. She's like her oldest son, David, would often get his little brothers and sisters together and give them a snack and, you know, get them all together. So it's a wonderful story, very encouraging how things can indeed turn around. Oh, um, awesome. There's, yeah, just th- there's always hope, eh? Well, Absolutely. Well, yeah. While there's life, there's hope. That's and, absolutely And even true. after death, there's hope, which is... Amen. Which is good as well. <laughs> this is Anna Beden. I am convinced. And I am convinced that no.
Welcome back to Faith FM. It's wonderful to have you with us on The Breakfast Show this morning. And it's wonderful to have Pastor David Stoichich in the studio again with us as well. Good morning. How are you, David? Fantastic. Even better being here in the studio with you. (laughs) Well, it's always good to have you join us. And over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about low self-worth. And we've highlighted a few problems that people with low self-worth encounter, such as self-hatred or otherwise known as self-loathing, being obsessed with being perfect, hating one's own body, thinking that you bring nothing valuable to the table, being oversensitive, being fearful and anxious, being a people pleaser and often feeling fairly angry. It's a mouthful, isn't it? It is. (laughs) So we've covered all but the last one so far, which is feeling angry fairly often. And you just said, you know, it's a big topic. And I think we should need to, we might need to spend a bit more time looking at this topic a bit more closely. Absolutely. Anger is uh, a normal human emotion. Uh, some some experts say it's the most common of all human emotions, uh, but it's the one that gets distorted when you have low self-esteem or so low concept of self-worth. Uh, when you don't think highly of yourself, uh, you start to believe your own thoughts and feelings aren't important uh, to others. Hmm. I, I mentioned that before in one of the one of the. Um, talks we had before, maybe last year, I mentioned uh, a Christian author, uh, Dr. Uh, Chip Ingram. Yes, yeah. And he's written on this topic, uh, as well as some other, like Neil Anderson and so on and so on. But in his book, uh, Dr. Chip Ingram, in his book, Overcoming Emotions That Destroy, uh, he points out that anger is a secondary emotion that hides deeper issues. And so he compares it to the light on the dashboard that signals that something is wrong under the hood. That's really interesting. As a secondary emotion, what would you say the primary emotion would be that causes anger? Uh, that's a great question, Adele. Obviously, there is something that drives it first. Mm. So, so uh, Chip Ingram points uh, to what he calls uh, three, uh, three anger zones. Uh, uh, they are hurt, frustration, and insecurity. Hmm. So hurt uh, from unmet needs. So mm-hmm. if our needs are not being met, uh, we, we, we may feel deprived and, and angry about it. Mm. Uh, some people say, you know, don't come to me when I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm cranky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. so mm. th- then, then frustration, mm. uh, if we, uh, it comes from uh, unmet expectations, mm. whether they are realistic or unrealistic, uh, their expectations. So we can be frustrated when our expectations are not not met. And mm. the the third one is directly related to really the topic that we have um, spoken about over the past few mm. weeks, and that that the one that relates to that concept of of low self worth. It's basically insecurity uh, from from that threatened uh, concept of self worth or, or self esteem. Sounds really interesting that anger as an emotion can arise from either external or internal factors or the combination of both? It's usually a combination of both and, and the way uh, many people 
deal with it or, or many people express it is by either repressing or uh, anger or holding it in, as mm. they say. Uh, and as a consequence, uh, they harbor resentment. It's like a bit of a pressure cooker. Okay. They're constantly, you know... You're feeding uh, it, but not fe- letting it out. That's right, not letting it out. Uh. And... and <laughs> There has been a bit of misconception adult with, within some Christian circles, with some Christian people, that basically expressing anger, that anger should not should not be expressed mm. uh, uh, because it's sin. They, 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 mm. they equated anger to sin, but but that's not not the case. Really, it's how we do it that mm. maybe that's, yeah, maybe maybe sin. So so some people mm. repress it, they hold it in. Mm. Um, as you said, some Christians may even think that oh, I shouldn't be showing any anger Never because be angry. it's not mm. you know. Christ-like or whatever, mm-hmm. or or the other way people express it is by ventilating their anger mm-hmm. or going into a rage, and thus causing actually others to resent them. Mm. <laughs> so, so, so so this is also accompanied accompanied by by a feeling of guilt. Ah, oh, I've blown it, mm. and, and and everyone and, will hate me. Uh, yeah. and that's right. So there is mm. feeling of guilt, or maybe we've really done them the damage, and we think, yeah. why have I done this? Yeah. Yeah. So what is the best way to deal with anger? Uh, well, I would like to answer this question, Adele, in two parts. First, as a believer, mm-hmm. as a Christian, I would I would pose a question: How did my uh, or our role model, Jesus Christ, deal with anger? Mm. Uh, what What can we learn from His life and teaching regarding uh, this topic of anger? What does the Bible say about anger? And that's basically that what I would like to kind of ask to look at in that yeah, first part. Yeah. And in the second part of you know, in answering this question, we need to ask ourselves what can we learn from Christian psychology, from those behavioral scientists? Because I really believe that God, as God uses doctors, mm. that God can use those uh, uh, Christian counselors as well with some really, oh, good, very much so. some really good mm. insights. And, 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 and uh, we will look uh, at some tools, what they call them tools, mm. that can help us deal with anger in the, in the right way. Well, that sounds fantastic. So let's start out with scriptures. For those who might not be familiar with it, did you? Jesus ever get angry? <laughs> well, uh, yes, but but before before we go <laughs> just into, backing it up a bit. <laughs> before we go into that, you mm. know, it's very very important as we as we as we uh, look at the at the at the gospels and at, at the life of Jesus. Mm. Uh, we, we may we may very clearly see that Jesus rarely got angry, even though people were continually attacking him or placing demands on him. Mm. Uh, he tolerated his disciples' uh, stubbornness, their selfishness, and sometimes even foolishness. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, mm. He dealt with each situation um, and person individually, and not from his own needs of the moment. Mm. Like, you know, even if he was hungry and exhausted, mm, you still know, tolerated uh, he, everyone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he did not. Uh, and this is this is what I would like to emphasize. He mm. did not often get angry uh, with the attacking Pharisees, but patiently answered their questions. Mm. So he was under attack all the time. Mm. Uh, they always set some traps for him. Yeah, and you he know, just spring loaded yeah. some traps for him. Yeah. but he didn't. Mm. Uh, he taught forgiveness. You know, as as we read in in in, in the Gospels, in Gospel of in the Gospel of Matthew, for instance, mm. chapters eighteen, uh, when he was asked. About How many times do I forgive? Uh, mm. You know, and they, they thought 
three is a good measure. Mm. But he said 70 times seven. Mm. And, and not only that he actually thought that he showed it when he forgave his enemies at the moment they taunted him on the cross, actually from the cross, mm. as, as, as you would remember, he prayed, mm. Father, forgive them, uh, for they do not know what they're doing. Yeah. Really, Jesus is a beautiful model of forgiveness. And forgiveness is an antidote for anger almost, isn't it? Well, certainly uh, to a large extent, yes, really, it is. Mm. Uh, we could talk about forgiveness uh, on its own, and I believe that's really uh, a worthwhile topic to, to, mm. to talk on its own. Uh, and probably we'll do that in the future. But uh, going back to Jesus' Jesus's teaching about anger, in his Sermon on the Mount, uh, he spoke clearly about the need for people to rid themselves of anger. Uh, he's used a specific expressions of anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, in, in, the, in, in that uh, sermon on the mount in chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel, mm. and examples of situations that provoke anger in the same kind of chapter mm. suggest that he was not criticizing the one who felt angry, but the one who gave, um, gave, it, gave in to sinful expression of anger. Okay. So he thought that even though people may not have murdered or committed adultery, they still could not claim to be right with God uh, if inside they were angry and, and lustful. So he looked at the, looked he at looked, the heart. He looked beyond the mm, externals. Yeah. He looked uh, at the internals. He looked at the motives of people. Well, just quickly for the benefit of our listeners, we're going to have a little look at those passages from the Gospel of Matthew. So in Matthew five twenty one to 24, it says, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be a subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has said has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar and then go and be reconciled to them. Then come back and offer your gift. And then quickly in Matthew five thirty eight to 42, it says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, if you do not resist an evil person, Oh, sorry. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. So it's a really interesting example that he's setting there. And I think we're going to have to unpack that a little bit more (laughs) after we listen to this track. You're here on Faith FM on The Breakfast Show. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're on The Breakfast Show. And this morning we are with Pastor David Stoichich and we've just been looking at the issue of anger and how to overcome that in terms of low self-esteem and feeling low self-worth. And just before we listen to that track, we were looking at what Jesus has to share in Matthew chapter 5. The greatest sermon that was ever preached. Mm. Uh, and, and, uh, And in that sermon, as we've just said, Jesus outlined and and he he spoke about, uh, particularly he was talking about anger. Uh, Usually usually when we think about offense or offending Mm. or doing something uh, to somebody else that is not... um, Not all that nice. (laughs) Not right and acceptable. you know, and even in the Jewish religion, they were looking at the externals, you mm. know, eye for an eye and mm. tooth for a tooth. Uh, yeah. but, but, but Jesus here goes, goes much further. And he's actually taking one step, you know, uh, so to say, uh, back and saying, hey, before even that physical act of aggression happens, mm. there is something that is happening inside of us. Yeah. And, and for this reason, he's not just saying, well, you know, um, he's saying, well, you are saying that if somebody commits uh, a murder that that's sin but mm. even actually hating uh, harboring that resentment in one's heart it's the same sin. in the eyes of god so when we talk about sin adele mm. 
you know, I've heard a really wonderful expression just just this past week uh, that sin is wandering of the right path. Hmm. So, so the best path for our for you know for our life, you know, uh, so we can reach our destination is God's way, the one that he that he outlines for us in the gospel. And hmm. uh, that the, the boundaries are those ten commandments where mm-hmm. Christ says, "Okay, remain within that safety," you know, uh, which 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 is talking about hmm. right relationship with God, right, right relationship with, with, with our fellow hmm. men. Yeah, and and when we are basically uh, when we are expressing our anger. In the wrong way, as it says, mm. they're name calling or something. Mm. We then we're going contrary to that path. We, we, we're actually letting mm. ourselves down, and mm. we're let, we letting God down, and, mm. and that's why Christ says, "Okay, death in itself." You're wandering off the path, so mm. you've got to correct that. Yeah. I think it's interesting, though, too, looking at the Scriptures. There are some examples where Jesus did get angry and, in the Gospels, <laughs> and one of them where he was, where, is where he expelled the money changers from the temple. So that's found in the Gospel of John in chapter 2, verses 13 to 16, and it says, When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Then to those who sold the doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. <laughs> yeah. So, so the report is, uh, 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 the same report is also recorded for us in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 21 and verses 12 and 13. Mm. And he sternly rebuked Pharisees for their hypocrisy uh, uh, as well mm. in Matthew 23, calling them snakes and brood of vipers and whitewashed tombs. Uh, so we could definitely say uh that this was a display of anger, uh, but that kind of kind of anger is usually re- referred to as the as the righteous anger. So, how is righteous indignation different from regular anger? <laughs> <laughs> righteous anger or righteous indignation? Well, in the Bible, anger is considered righteous, uh, or indignation uh, is considered mm. righteous if it is directed at evil and is expressed under control. Hmm. It's uh, it is anger at the at the consequences of sin, uh, not a tantrum for for failing to get one's own way. Which That's a good point. <laughs> which, which usually, <laughs> usually unfortunately, it's what it is. our anger is. Mm. Jesus expressed righteous anger in 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 Matthew's in Mark's gospel. It's recorded for us. Very mm. interesting text. Mark's gospel, chapter three and verse five, uh, where he was very displeased. Uh, 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 at, the, at the wrong attitude of Pharisees. Mm. Uh, he came to synagogue. Uh, there was men, uh, it was Sabbath, uh, you know, uh, and, and, um, and, you know, in Jewish tradition, we they, they work on the Sabbath, Sabbath mm. with all sorts of mm. burdens that God never ever intended. Mm. And, and so, so this man needed healing. Uh, and and Pharisees were just waiting for him to do the work, mm. quote unquote, yeah. on a Sabbath day, so they could they could they could um, arrest they could him or arrest him mm. or, or or prove quote unquote that he mm. wasn't a godly man. Mm. So so and, and but but he actually um, he the, the record uh, that the, the report says that 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 he looked around at them in anger. Mm. So it's not. If or but, mm. he, he, he wasn't pleased with that. Mm. And so ang- anger is, uh, as righteous indignation should attempt 
to teach rather than to destroy the offender. Uh, and that's how Jesus did it. Mm. Even, even when he sternly rebuked, as one author says, when he rebuked Pharisees in, in, in uh, uh, Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 23, he did it with tears in his voice. Mm. Uh, you know, imagine that uh, picture. When, yeah, when it hurt speaking. him to it, it hurt see him. with that situation. And, and his anger at that time wasn't, uh, for, you know, it was because they were actually, with their attitude, they were destroying themselves, and he mm. wanted to, to bring them back bring, to reality, yeah. yes. Mm. So, uh, as, as somebody said, actually, according to Christian psychologist and author Mark Cosgrove, a righteous anger, and I quote here, mm. he says, righteous anger comes from a heart of peace and courage, and it represents one of the highest ingredients of the mature Christian personality. So in the light of that, a lot of our anger really wouldn't fall into the category of righteous indignation, but it's just selfish anger or maybe anger that's you know, aimed at self-protection or self-preservation. Yes, yes, Adele. The, the Bible, um, uh, our maker's owner's annual, uh, manual, as, mm. we, as, as somebody referred to it, uh, that teaches us the way to live, talks a lot about anger. And it's very, very interesting when we do the, you know, with modern technology, we go and, and do the, the searches, the word search, uh, you know, uh, and, and you find that actually the word anger uh, was fairly extensively used mm. uh, or described uh, in different contexts, in, in, in both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. For instance, in the Old Testament, uh, around 450 times. Wow. Uh, and, and out of that, 375 times uh, uh, the anger... Uh, was was kind of referring to that word anger was referring to to God's anger or the righteous anger mm-hmm. or the righteous indignation mm. and in the new testament that word is used uh, not as extensively as in the old testament mm. but but, but uh, there are a number of verses that are used the, you know uh, in both old and new testament so have you got some verses that you can share with us that explore this or unpack it well, you know, we can just uh, quickly quickly look at it, Adele. Uh, you know, uh, Psalm 103 says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Hmm, I uh, like that as an anger thing where it's slow to anger. Slow to anger. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and also in, 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 in Prophet Nehemiah in the Old Testament, it's in chapter 9, verse 17, it says, they refused to listen, talking about the Israelites, uh, they refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them, talking about God. Mm. They became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to, 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 uh, to their slavery. But you are forgiving, this Nehemiah, mm. gracious and compassionate, Nehemiah praying and saying it, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you, you did not desert them. It's interesting too, just having a quick look at the Proverbs, there are a lot of the verses in there about anger too, such as Proverbs 16.32 where it says, better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Um, and also too, Ecclesiastes 7.9, it says, do not quickly, be quick, quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. So it takes actually courage and wisdom mm. to, to actually to respond hold, to hold well. back that anger. Mm. That's right. So are there any things in um, the New Testament? You mentioned oh. there's some anger verses in uh, there. Abso- absolutely, absolutely. In Ephesians mm. chapter 4, it says, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. So obviously manage that anger. Mm. It doesn't have to turn into sin. In mm. Ephesians uh, uh, 4, 31 and 32, it says, get rid 
of all bitterness, rage, and anger, and 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 so on and so on. And in James, particularly, it's interesting. Says, "My dear brothers and sisters, mm. take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry." Mm. Make good points. That's right. Mm. So, so these verses basically, uh, they'll you know point out to a few things, and they're they're giving us this message: imitate God, mm. be slow to anger, just be like Him, express anger in the right way, may it be righteous indignation, not even the when one. it's needed. <laughs> and, and then then they're also uh, talking about that we we can respond to external and internal factors in a different way. We can sl- be slow to anger. Mm. Hmm. So that all sounds really useful and I think though too it's a good way to remind ourselves when we're dealing with situations the way we're feeling anger to you know turn and look at the the example that Jesus and God has given us. Um, We're running out of time but perhaps next time you could share some tips on how to become slow to anger. That's right Adele. Uh, We will be looking at seven steps. Mm -hmm. uh, Seven steps. Maybe we'll look at some tools. How we actually from insights from Christian psychology how we actually hold that anger back mm-hmm. how can we be slow slow to anger and be Christ-like in that well that sounds like a wonderful thing to do and I think that our listeners will find that pretty helpful too anyway thank you so much for joining us again David it's been wonderful having you here thank you Adele thank well, you to our listeners yes you're on the breakfast show stick around because we've got so much more coming up after this little sparrows